We are It's Just a Hill, a cycling club that promotes inclusion, judgment-free with no gatekeepers. Focused on creating content from behind the handlebars to in the studio, It's Just a Hill is producing videos and podcasts to spread the message that cycling is for everyone. We are focused on reminding everyone that riding your bike can help you overcome any obstacle because after all, it's just a hill. Hello and welcome to another episode of the It's Just a Hill Cycling Podcast. Today, I am joined by fellow IJA team members, Adam Carroll and Cal Roberti. Gentlemen, thank you for sitting down here with me today. How long can I drag that out before you'd say hello? Hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us over. Um, So in a little bit, this is going to be a recovery-based episode. We are um, not scientists. You guys aren't scientists professionally. No, closer than me. There's a scientist in my title, but that's not the type of science. Gotcha. (laughs) I'm an engineer, not a scientist. I'm a computer scientist. Um, Okay, but... That being said, like we're gonna say a lot of things that are just based on. I just want to say that like we're not like we're far from like specialists in any of this. Anything I'm saying is just off of research of what Great. other people have said. Yeah, and so, your own no, like you yeah. know your own uh, insight to it, yes. right? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Just things I've looked up on the interwebs, and you can only right. only trust that so much. But more importantly, how how has your day been? Did both of you guys work today? Yes. Yeah, either of you ride? No, no. no. Will so, you ride later? No, I'm going to build a shed. I want to build a shed, a shed later. Nice. For a friend. Get that extra money, yeah. Yeah. A little, little, <laughs> a little side cash, little shed side building. Cash. Yeah. So you can spend something at the, buy something at the Sunday. So I can get General those store. Santa Cruz reserve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, no riding for me. I have some uh, family coming into town, but I'll probably sneak a quick ride tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, recovery is something that, like, you know, we talk about amongst ourselves a lot. I think a lot of uh, athletes, professional and, and amateur talk about, I do think it's like a, a popular subject and I think it's just becoming more and more popular, but there might be some people that don't even really know like what that means. Um, so like what is recovery to me? It's, it's an action that isn't as hard as like a regular effort, right? We're going to talk about things in like the way in like as cyclists, right? As as amateur yeah. cyclists, we're going to talk about it in terms of like riding our bikes, right? But this can be said for any type of like endurance athletes, I think, right? It helps eliminate toxins in your muscles by promote, promoting blood, blood flow, allows your muscles to stay flexible without like overexerting them, reduces lactic acid buildup in the muscles, and it also like can help you routine, uh, maintain an exercise routine without going hard like every single day, right? So basically, it keeps you limber, but it isn't like super taxing, and there are many different benefits and many different ways of like approaching recovery in general. Right. So like Adam, what, what is recovery like to you and like, when do you do it or like how often are you focused on, on it? So prior to probably looking more into it, starting whoop, cause I know that's going to come up anyways. Yeah. Prior to that, uh, to me, it was just like a muscle fatigue thing. It was like, okay, I just did a race. Like this past Sunday, I did a mountain bike race. I'm like, I'm going to take it easy the next day because I just went super hard the day before. Yeah. Never really looked at it in a cardio sense prior, but you know, it's kind of opened my eyes to cardio versus muscular recovery in the sense that you can be recovered in a cardio sense, right. but your muscles can feel like total crap. Right. Uh, Cal, what about you? Like, what is like, yeah, what does that mean to you? And like, why is it important? Yeah, so recovery is definitely helping you, uh, you know, work out again day after day. Um, and it's really the things, I, I think it's the things you do after you work out that prepare you to to get back on the bike or get back in the gym or do whatever you're going to do again the next day. It's things you can do to help your body recover uh, to perform again the next time you want sure, it to. Sure, like we all heard like, oh, the protein shakes or whatever, right after you're done riding or right after you're done working out, protein or something like that. Right, but I think I, I've come to find it's so much more than just yeah. drinking <laughs> a shake and thinking you're going to be fine the next day. There's, yeah, well, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it's very like multifaceted. Like the word recovery isn't just one thing, right? There's the difference of like passive recovery and active recovery, right? Yep. So passive recovery essentially is just resting, Right, like you're not really doing anything. Maybe you're just taking Versus a day a off. spin out, right? right. Or, yeah. And active recovery is like maybe a, a short spin, uh, maybe a light walk, doing some yoga or something, right? But like, and that's even that's even talking less specifically than like what I would consider a recovery ride, which I want to talk about in just a, in just a little yeah. bit, right? But like, 
how often do you guys recover? Like, do you like Adam, are you trying to recover every week? Are you, are you looking at as a day thing? Are you looking at it in terms of weeks? Like I'm going to have recovery weeks. Like uh, sometimes it, it's yeah. weeks after like a huge load of stuff. Like if I, for me, you know, maybe I average 200, a little over miles a week, at least in the middle of the summer. So if I did like a 300 mile week, maybe next week I'll take it easy. Usually I kind of looked at it as like a, maybe a day or two on, or maybe like kind of a ramp up thing and then drop off. So like, a moderate day, maybe a pretty intense workout, then a recovery ride, then kind of build it back up. It's like yep. a sawtooth type thing if you look at it sure, as sure. such. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, and recently kind of what I've been looking into more with Boop and other things is sleep, which you can do recovery every single day. And that's yeah. way more important. And you also get way less than you think you do is what I found out. Yeah, it is extremely complicated when we like we can talk about like the numbers and like what Whoop shows you, but also it can be like simple. It's just like drink water, sleep. You know, <laughs> it definitely is right. So I think some of what you said is what I would see is like the the variations in your training load. I kind of look at recovery as uh, things you can do day to day. Um, so whether it be stretching, drinking water, getting enough sleep. Um, I have an ice bath that I made that yeah. I find makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I made it myself. It's not that hard. I can I can definitely give you guys some couple instructions. Couple five gallon buckets, no. <laughs> a ch- chest freezer, an aquarium pump, uh, you know, an outlet timer. It's not. It's really not that hard. But uh, I look at it as stuff I can do every day, so that the next day I'm ready to go and and I'm more recovered. Yeah, and so it doesn't necessarily matter what you did in terms of on your bike, but you're still looking to recover to be ready the next day, no matter like what the day might bring. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I do certain things to try to recover. Like I said, stretching the ice bath, drinking water. Um, you know, if I go for a really long ride, do a metric or something, you you might not be fully recovered the next day, but they're going to help you get back to some sort of baseline. Oh, sure. If I go for an easier ride, I might be right back to, you know, a hundred percent ready to go the next day. Will you like ride harder on the day before knowing if you were like oh tomorrow's gonna be recovery day for me will you go harder that day before or do you keep it consistent uh i might depending on you know if i'm planning out a ride if i know i have nothing you know if i can't ride the next day i might say all right we'll add some extra miles on or you know maybe i'll go for that strava segment in town (laughs) and try to take it over um so i might go harder in that sense knowing that i'll have an extra day to recover and also be looking forward to thinking you know, do I have a, a big ride planned for Saturday or some other big event? And how am I working up to that to make sure that I'm going to be in the right state to perform how I want to for it? That's kind of a good point, because I know with like this coming week in Tortorodi and potential double century, like I haven't ridden this much like at this week as I would like to. And I'm kind of like, that's OK, because next yeah. week I'm going to be just completely overloaded and I'll have over 300 miles in the first three days of the week. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. With so this is a recovery week. I then. rode this morning. <laughs> I had some people were like, they weren't like pulling off the front, but they were like riding a little bit harder. And I was yeah. like, nope, nope, not doing that. Your time's <laughs> next week. Not doing that right now. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I'll be almost dropped on the casual coffee ride in the swamp because <laughs> it doesn't, I'm not like, and that's other people are obviously have a different day, like weekend ahead of them. Right. Yeah. And not to like timestamp this too much, but like you said, in the next four days, yeah, I'm gonna ride doing like 340 on miles. Yeah, so like today, take it I easy. Just took it easy. It's like know? a pre-recovery. Yeah, right? take, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow's and di- the different rides will be different, right? I hate to make that like this is obviously like very specific and very specific to me, but it's like a two fundraiser rides. One's a flat road ride. It'll be not to like say it'll be easy because it'll be a challenge for some people, but it's a 62 mile relatively flat ride relative to the 61 mile gravel, mostly off road ride, which will be harder. Right. Yeah. Right. And you're doing a charity ride and you're riding with a wide variety of people. I, Absolutely. I did one last weekend with a guy who just does that one ride every year. Right. right. And, and I was yeah. breaking wind at 15 miles an hour and yeah. chatting with them. And we yep. had a great time. It was yep. a great ride, right? I will and that's pull all, all of these needed. people around. And that's what I did. I said, I said, yep, come on, come on and back. Just yell if I'm going too fast. And it was, it was a great day. I had a ton yeah. of fun. Yeah. But like, so like also that means that my recovery is like important to me right now. Yeah. More than a lot of times, yeah. you know? You're, you're forecasting. You're yeah. Like you know? training load. I'm trying up. to just yeah. like be like, yeah. Uh, so... 
for me, I like to look at it in terms of like every day, but also weeks. Like I'll like try to try to like ramp up or I actually try to like ramp up, but every week in between ramp down, depending on like what I have ahead of Mm -hmm. me, like in terms of, but I like, I personally don't race a lot. I'm just trying to feel better about myself on the bike, really, you know? And so like having a training load of something like you were talking about earlier that sort of like ramps up, but like if I'm getting to do a 300 mile week, then maybe I'm going down to like 200 the next yeah, week, you yeah. know? And then if I get to get 325 the following week, then I'm going to come back down, but only down to like 250. Yeah. If I have the opportunity to ride that many miles. And like the type of activity you do totally changes it because like I did that mountain bike race last Sunday and it was, yeah. it's pretty much one hour call. It was like 52 minutes or something of just all out in that's a lot more. I needed more recovery for that hour than maybe like a few hour group yeah. ride in a more casual pace. Yeah. Uh, even though the time was way less, the intensity was just way harder. And I definitely whoop would say it. And I also felt it the next day or two. I was like, okay, right. I'm feeling pretty dogged from it right now. Right. So we're all sitting here wearing whoops. We sort of talked about it, talked about them a lot. And it's something that, that whoop specifically does, but it gives you a strain score for the day. And it'll give you a strain score like at the end of the day uh, from zero to 21, which seems so arbitrary. And I kind of hate that. And it's logarithmic. So that's a weird thing to get used to. It is a weird thing. So you can, I think they've said theoretically, you can only max out at 20.6 without like essentially having a heart attack. I rode 117 miles last week and was 20.6. Why is it not 21? Yeah. I wrote 117 miles. It, it's Luke. just it's the way their formulas work. Yeah. I guess you could say it maxes out at that, but um, yeah. I've listened to some of their podcasts and they say there's really no way to get higher than 20.6. Nice. Got You'd it. have to be max heart rate for hours and hours and hours on end to ever get there. Yeah. It's a good strain impossible. week discount code. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Oh yeah. I, I, I sniped <laughs> one of those. <laughs> um. So. Like explain logarithmic because I know what you mean based on my experience with Whoop, but I would not know how to you know, like explain, explain it. it like I'm five. I mean, you're an engineer. I'm a computer scientist uh-huh. guy. The explain it like I'm five, I guess, would say the difference between like one to five versus five to ten is not even remotely close. It's like leveling up in a video game or something like that. If you want to look at it as such. Right. Yeah. So uh, the difference between. Oh, geez. I'm trying to think of how to explain this simply. Um, Like. The difference between 1 to 10 is the same as 10 to 11. Yeah. So then 10 to 20 is 10 times that. So it keeps... It's exponential. Multi- it's exponential. Yeah. It keeps yes. multiplying upon itself. Yes. Right. Because yeah. you'll probably notice, and maybe we'll dive more into it in a little bit, but like you wake up with a strain score of like three or four. Like yeah, you yeah, wake like 3.5 up with... Yeah. by the time yeah. I'm on my couch, like yeah. drinking coffee, and I haven't done anything but walk. Yeah. yeah. And that's like super easy, but then like... Yeah. Five to six is going to be a lot harder than that. Right. And, yeah, and then so at on. this time, right, we're recording this in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and I could do the same thing that I did yes that I did this morning by like mm-hmm. wake up, walk downstairs, make myself a coffee, and sit down. And it's not going to add three point six strain to no. my day. No, not a, you won't even register in the grand scheme of that number, right. especially to only one significant digit. And also, yeah. if you're doing multiple activities, those strains don't necessarily add up for your day strain. No, because it being logarithmic, like right. you said, they don't add linearly like you would mm-hmm. expect. Right, right. 12 plus 3 is not 15 mm-hmm. in this scale. Yeah. Right. So there is a little bit of a learning curve there. Um, but, I mean, I am far from intellectual. I am a creative man. <laughs> I'm a, and, but so like, but, but it still, it made sense to me relatively quickly, right? That yeah. it's like, this is how it is doing your strain. So strain is something that you kind of just talked about, Adam, when you were talking about like that, uh, that mountain bike race, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the strain of that hour could be much more than the strain of a two hour quote unquote recovery ride. Yeah. Especially cause I didn't even, I didn't look at what my average heart rate is. I would guess it was like 160 or 170 for 50 yeah. minutes. Like it was an all, it was a sprint pretty right. much. It was so yeah. It recovering from that is harder than maybe if I were to say I averaged 130 on a group ride for, right. Uh, a few minutes, you know, definitely in, in when we talk about whoop here, it's for sure. It's all cardio recovery based, here, right? Not muscular. Right. It, it is. The recovery Mostly. does factor in some, some muscular stuff, but the strain score is, um, I mean, it's a proprietary formula they have that's based off how much time you spend at what percentage of your max heart rate. Right. That is, that is what sets your strain. I heard they also have kind of a tangent, another formula. They have their own, uh, caloric, uh, like because it, it's it's much lower than you see like when you look it at is. the same activity it, 
Heart rate monitor, Strava is always higher what it shows from my chest than it does for anything. And I know there's discrepancies between chest and wrist, but like they have said themselves, their formula is lower because of whatever they do with it. Yeah. So they use, um, and I don't know what it's called, but whatever the most widely accepted formula is. Um, and then they have some proprietary things they throw on it that they think makes it a little Mm -hmm. bit more, um, accurate. Um, but I do know, like, just from the monitor itself, um, they've run it against the uh, EKGs that they use, like, when people sleep, and it's within a percent. So in terms of, like, what you're getting from yeah. heart rate data, it is right on. You know, I also from, say, oh, sorry, go on, John. No, no, I've just read that, like, of the type of, I'm also wearing an Apple Watch. I don't always wear both, but the Apple Watch heart rate, um, it pales in comparison to my chest strap that I wear for, like, sure, for yeah. my hammerhead. Mm-hmm. But this... Is the whoop band seems to be much, much closer. I've definitely noticed it picks up activities quicker too than than maybe even my Garmin. Like when I look at my Strava time for when I hit start on my Wahoo head unit to start a ride and when this picked up, oh, we think you did an activity, they're like spot on generally. They were. So what you wear on your wrists and what you wear on your chest are are working differently. So if you flip over your whoop, you see that green light. Right. It is using infrared to look for the blood vessels in your body expanding and contracting, um, which is a pretty good way of monitoring your heart rate. Yeah. Your chest band and the two, uh, you know, they electrodes, have the electrodes, yeah, yeah, are measuring the electrical current right. that's running through your body, right. which is a it's much more optical. It's not optical, but right. it's a much more accurate way yeah. of of recording what your heart's doing. And that's how it's recorded when you go to a hospital. That's how doctors yeah. do it. So that yeah. is much better. But it's got to be strapped right around your chest, right around you your gotta heart. you got to lick the sensors to, or right, water or something. Wet, yeah. And, you know, you get that from the sweat while you're working out. But yep. So that's yeah. why that is generally better. But you, you need something strapped around your chest all yeah. the time to, to do that. Not practical guys, for a day in, day out. Right. Yeah. You don't wear your... Would, you guys don't wear your uh, heart rate monitors all the time? Oh, you have yours on over there? Yeah, that's oh, why I'm wearing okay. this hoodie because it's kind of bulky to sit down in it all day. So yeah, I'm my classified to... government lab loves when I'm beeping red and blue Ooh. on the middle of my chest yeah. all day long. Uh, um, so, right, we talked about, uh, just to take a step back, right? Active recovery is what we're going to talk about a little bit and like why, and we can talk about the gear and stuff in just a second, but like there are also different types of active recovery, right? We're, we're talking about on days after a strenuous activity or specifically a recovery ride, but there yeah. are ways of recovering during a ride. Yes. Right. So you can have a cool down at the end of a ride and maybe you're just taking 10 minutes to like spin your legs, but like mm-hmm. after a harder effort, or if you're doing like intervals or like circuit training, you're like, um, you're recovering in between the sessions of going hard. And that also has a benefit of like helping your heart active recover and then be able to spike your heart rate back up and then come back down and back up and back down. Cover yours. I'm about to say a word you don't like to say, which is Zwift. But yeah. Zwift is very good at that in the sense of doing workouts that have a lot of active recovery where like you you think you know punishment and then when your recovery interval is like 250 watts and then you're going back up into the 300s, you, yeah. Yeah, you definitely learn to recover in like a higher... Uh, heart rate zone than you might be used to. Deep down, I'm just afraid that I'll fall in love with the trainer and I'll it's never really want to ride outside again. To join the dark side. I, yeah. I love the trainer, but it, it pales in comparison to being outside. I can only sit on it for like one TV show and then I'm bored. And I I'm like a half an it. hour to 45 minute trainer yeah. guy versus like a, I could go out for five, six hours, maybe 14. We'll find out in a couple of days. I don't know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I can bundle myself up and ride outside, I'm right back outside. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's definitely a motivation thing. I don't, I don't own a smart trainer, and maybe in twenty twenty three, if I feel like it makes sense to purchase one, yeah. like financially, maybe I will. But this year, twenty twenty two, all outside miles, baby. And, and you know, it's funny to kind of tie it back into it is. I am. I end up using the trainer a lot for recovery because sometimes I'll be like, I just did this wicked hard road effort. You know, I'm working nine to five, yeah. quote unquote, like earlier hours, but same deal. I'll get home and I'll be like, I don't have to kid up. You know, I live on a dirt road. So if I want to ride my tarmac, I'm not going to drive my tarmac to the park. I'm like, I'm just going to throw on bike shorts and just like sit in the basement for 30 minutes. And honestly, it can totally be good for that. recovery on that. Yeah. Totally get that. People you with, probably see my Strava all the time. I log rides. Like people that. with kids, families, yeah. right? I mean, it's, a, it's great time-wise. You can get great workouts in. We're not sponsored by Zwift or any of the names that we're dropping in this episode. But like Zwift does serve a purpose. It just, I've also never used it. So for me to be so like against it is wrong, right? Because that's just like not the way of like seeing life. You got to at least knock it, you know, try it before you knock it. 
the it, opposite it of is the real It has helped me master the active recovery spin for sure because yep. of its convenience of walking down a flight of stairs versus driving my car to ride my tarmac. Yeah, totally get yeah. that. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. the same, right? Some, I mean, there are days when I drive to work in the dark and I drive home in the dark and I never see sunlight. Um, and yeah. what else can I do besides just jump spin on out. in the basement and right. you know pedal around for an hour? And whether sometimes it's interval work, sometimes it's purely just recovery, um, you know, all the different, there's tons of different companies that have trainers and have programs and oh, sure. you can really do whatever you want with it. Yeah. It's the prices great. are not cheap, but are remaining competitive at least yeah. between the different brands and stuff. And yeah, but this is definitely not a Swift podcast. Um, For okay. sure. So recovery ride, we sort of talked about, right? From what I've gathered from just listening to other podcasts or like watching YouTube videos is like, what are the, to me, the metrics of a recovery ride specifically like ride, not just like going for a walk or doing yoga, but is like, should be no longer than two hours. And you don't want to go above like zone two of your heart rate, which for me is like 141 or 142. Would you guys agree? Do you have similar opinions, different opinions? than Yeah, that? and sometimes I'll also try to up my cadence maybe just to get my legs moving without a lot of power. I'll okay. try to see if I can get my cadence a little bit higher. I mean, for maybe for certain intervals, like you can't keep 100 RPM or 105 like easily if no. you want to take a recovery. But sometimes just to open up the legs and get them spinning, do 100 RPMs at 150 watts. I don't know, 140 yeah. watts. Like, right. Right. Yeah, I'll do stuff like that for recovery. Are you looking at watts specifically or are you looking at heart rate or both? I think heart rate is usually my driving factor, but wattage and heart rate, you know, you do it enough where you can correlate. If I'm at this wattage, I'm probably at this heart rate. I, heart rate. I guess that cadence and other things factor that, but yeah, yeah, I'd say priority order, heart rate, then wattage. But if, if I'm outside on the bike doing a recovery ride, I have my computer just set on heart rate and yeah, I'm, just, I'm dry, riding wherever and I'm just watching that heart rate and I'm saying, don't I'm not go to, too high. Yeah, I try not yeah. to break maybe. For me personally, it's a very personal thing for your heart rate and how that is. But for me, it's like, I don't want to break like 120 or 115 even for some of my recovery rides. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's right, true. I'm right to me, that's there. true zone one. Yeah. Yeah. Because so to me, zone two is like 122 to 142. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I'm similar. I'm normally looking to hold it right around 120. Occasionally, yeah. you know, it spikes to 130 and it comes right back down, but you don't yeah. want it to get you, outside. You've got the hills, like, you have to tackle the summer. Just I go too steep. You got 42, and my little hammerhead says <laughs> yellow. Cut her off. I Stop said, This spinning. is not a recovery ride. <laughs> and if you <laughs> stand up, God yourself. forbid you get out of the saddle, gone. Gone. Yeah. like that. Heart yeah. rate zone five. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking gone. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I don't know if there are a, there are a lot of rides that I see on Strava. This is just a pet peeve that people you're about to say, say it's a recovery ride. And I'm not even going to I'm not even going to go so far as to say they went and got like a KOM because I have seen that happen. I have seen people say they're going on a recovery ride and get a KOM, which you're not that's not a recovery the ride. The master of recovery. That, that's not a recovery <laughs> so, ride. Right? So like my my recovery rides, so I do I do the IJA rides, right? And I I'm I'm pedaling pretty hard to to keep up not keep up with you guys but to do the ride i can I, some of my recovery rides are 13 miles an hour yeah like with, dude. with some elevation added yeah. in because people think Rhode Island's flat but it's really not I, I sometimes my average comes out 13 14 ish miles an hour and that's yeah. that's what i gotta do to keep my heart rate down low yeah. it's really really slow same i live at i can i can go and just like climb a hill immediately right and like so if i'm starting up a hill nope 12 13 14 no problem yeah there's yeah. a real benefit to rides like that. I don't. Do you guys listen to music when you ride? I know you. You. Yeah. Right. Do you listen? I, to music? I do. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm by thing, myself, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Same. When I'm with the group, I don't. But yeah, that was one of the things too. Like when I did a recovery and I made a playlist of like songs that were more chill. Like that helped me keep it. I in listen control. to podcasts on my recovery. Yeah. Oh, like, I yeah. listen to my regular music, but I should definitely try. Yeah, that. because I like, like I normally yeah. listen to like Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that. Stuff that'll like get you like you want to just punch through a wall when you listen to it. Like yeah. when you really want to go hard. But then I put on yeah. like. Peter Gabriel on a recovery. <laughs> wow. Hey, wow. In Your Eyes is a great song. You do not knock that. That's a fine <laughs> song. Your music taste is so fucking great. Like, it really is. It's just like a, you know, you, you can't you go hard people, to Peter Gabriel. You meet people for, through like riding bikes, right? And like something, not to like go off on too much of a tangent, <laughs> but something that I've learned in the past like year and a half, almost two years of like co founding a cycling club is like, you can have one thing in common with a person and only one thing. And it could be riding bikes. Yeah. And then you like start to talk to a person and they're like, oh, this person is trash, you know? <laughs> but then you meet people like you guys that are like, you have a lot more in common with. 
Yeah. But then you like learn about Adam's music taste. And you're like, this guy fucking loves the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, and Brian good. was a little mad about that. But Adam that, loves but... <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. So you're like, oh shit, Adam loves Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. just different. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of house music when I bike. That's Hell just yeah. like the beat. The beat is just what I need. And I yeah. can just. Wow, we should I start sharing playlists. Right? Yeah, they'll be so different. But it's interesting. Like, we all have our thing. It sounds like where it's cool or it's like, okay, you, that is, I mean, I found that was a good thing for me. Like, tone down the music, sure. like the, the, the mm-hmm. level, because like, you can't do zone one to Rage Against the Machine. No. You go into zone five and you listen. My, my riding playlist is called Ride More. I don't yeah. need to put that on on a recovery yeah. ride. So you like, know? I just don't need, that's not the yeah. vibe. So you can use some like external factors that can help force you into that mindset maybe a little bit. I totally agree. And I just wanted to make sure that Adam, you and I have kind of talked about this before because maybe we've taken screenshots of people's rides and like shared them. I don't Um, know what you're talking about. And like that does kind of sound, it kind of sounds mean, right? But like it does sound mean and I guess I should be nicer. But like that's not a recovery ride. It really isn't. Like, and not to say that like it's the wrong type of ride that that person should be having. Like that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's like, if someone else sees Don't that ride, they might think such. that's a recovery. You know, like if yeah. you, if, I, I feel like if you're, and granted, I'm a very, I'll say I'm a very sweaty individual. If, uh-huh. Like if I'm doing a recovery ride, I am not breaking a sweat. And like I, that's, that's a good indicator. It's yeah, a great point, yeah. right? It, it is, it is that easy of a ride. It's really, it's just and, and the way I think about it is just flushing out your legs, right? You're just pumping blood through your legs to yeah. get the lactic acid out, yep, and right. that's what you're trying to do. And and that's kind of how I gauge it is if I start to break a sweat, which I can do pretty easily on a bike. I think okay, yeah, we're going a little too hard here. Like tone it yeah. back. No, like I think you're kind of touching on it too around that. Like Strava kind of. If 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 you're a type of person who's susceptible to it, I mean, I can be too. I think everyone is guilty of it. Strava kind of drives that, and you, you, like, God forbid, you show that you put in a ride where you did an average of 140 watts. Like, there's kind of that, like, yeah, that it's ego. such bullshit that people don't comment. Like, give me cool comments when I fucking ride 16 miles at 14 miles an hour. Yeah. But if I ride a century, everyone's like, "Good job, good riding." It's yeah. but it does. It's Strava. Um, talked about it before. I think it has a lot of good things. It's helped connect me with a lot of like cyclists mm-hmm. and like find places to ride and stuff. I hate to like knock on Strava, but like also who cares? Um, they do a lot of things poorly. They could be better at things. Yeah. And I think they do drive a an unnecessary competitiveness. Yeah. Strava is not racing. It's not racing. And so like, it's okay to like, I, I've even heard people say like, you gotta go slow to go fast right Mm -hmm. recovery rides are important if you're just going hard all the time you're gonna burn yourself out and yeah there's nothing wrong with a ride at 120 watts no and the burnout is real like i definitely before i started riding you guys and getting more into it when i was just riding it was like oh when i go out and ride i should just go hard all the time that's how i'm gonna get better and that is not at all the case that's not right Yeah, yeah i used to just think i should just sprint up every hill until i'm dead and quickly realize like that is not a way to get stronger it's not sustainable. and faster it's not sustainable you yeah. can do it once in a while you can do it once a week but yeah. if you want to ride more and if you want to ride faster and have more energy then it's right. just it's really not a good and training plan we all like just being on bikes like so going mm-hmm. slow and being on a bike is better than not being on a bike right i i mean i i like riding alone and i like you know most of the time if i'm doing a really hard ride i'll do it by myself i'll, I'll suffer by myself I, I ride with you guys because i like to have a conversation yeah. and yeah. chit chat in the ride and say hello and it's kind of I don't a recovery. Drink coffee, but yeah. eat, you know, drink a coffee and yeah. and have a cookie. And like recovery should be like conversational pace. Like if yeah. you if you're going on a nice recovery ride, you should be able to hang out and talk to people. Oh, that's that what I was gonna say that earlier. That's a great. That's a that's a good point too. Like if you're having a hard time talking, you're probably not like recovering. Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah. yeah. What's up, dude? Just yeah. a new Red Hot Chili Pepper single. <laughs> Anthony Keat is fucking. His voice is so, it's angelic. All right, Adam. Said no one ever. Not even myself. <laughs> He does like kind of sound like a bass guitar sometimes, you know. He's kind of a terrible singer. He's just a good energy man. Oh, I hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I'm not knocking Red Hot Chili Peppers. They have some very good songs. <laughs> I can name so many of them. They're very, very catchy. Um, okay, so we sort of talked about gear and brands a little bit. We've really been focusing on Whoop, but there are some other gear and brands that can help you recover. We're going to talk about like our firsthand experience with Whoop specifically and some others. Like I said earlier, this is not an ad. Um, but you know where to find us if you want if you want to sponsor us, Whoop or whatever. Yeah, I'd be super down. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, if you're that'd be awesome. Yeah. 
But we are coming into this conversation, right, with our own opinions and our experience and somewhat biases, right? Because I'm definitely biased on certain gear. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, so recovery is different for different brands, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about Whoop Bands. We're all wearing one. We, you know, Adam, you mentioned I'm wearing an Apple Watch. I know you have Adam's experience wearing Garmin Phoenix or something like that. Yeah, I have like a that. Phoenix. Granted, it's before they did body batteries. So what I've heard from body batteries only from friends who have it in second hand. But I have a Phoenix 5X watch that I've had for five years. Okay, explain body battery to it's me. Because it sounds like a porn I would search when I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> body battery. Speaking of recovery, I need to take a moment from that one. Um no, it's just their attempt at doing something similar to kind of what Whoop's doing. You get a battery score, battery, a body battery score. <laughs> oh, okay. where it's just like oh, okay. the culmination of your HRV, all that stuff. They're just putting it, and that's their Whoop equivalent. For some reason, I thought it was like human-powered body battery. Like your movement is like. Listen, I I'm yeah. I I told you, I, guys, I was creative. I wasn't a smart person <laughs> in that way. But you put that's it, what that sounds like you to put me. put it in this perspective. It's not a recovery ride if you're powering more than two 60-watt light bulbs. Is that how it measures it out? <laughs> I mean, that's wattage. Watts yeah. are watts, baby. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, wish I wish that's how Whoop told you. <laughs> I, I won't even start talking <laughs> to you about how yeah. we convert mechanical force into watts, but yeah. that's that's it is what it is. Okay, I have a quick question. Why does Strava tell me like my kilojoules or whatever? That's just calories. Uh, calories and yeah. that's total energy output. Yeah. Watts is oh, like a, a okay. how many? A that's output. why you see the power. The, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. But okay, yeah. it's your so, instantaneous output. How many watts are you putting out right this second versus right. kilojoules is how much power, how much energy did you output over the entire the extent of the activity? Yeah. So, if you want to talk about gear specifically, yeah. do you want to start with Whoop since yeah, that's sure. the Let's commonality between all of us yeah, right now. That We've got a longtime user. Yeah, yeah so I was just, I was pulling up my app. I oh, joined yeah. Let's Whoop get our apps out. in June 2019. Wow. An OG. Before yeah, it became cool. Yeah, so I wow, had Was the, that a Whoop 1.0? Uh, no, I had the 2.0, <laughs> got the 3, and now have the 4. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, I and Adam and I are both brand new. I think Adam's had it maybe a handful of days more like than me. Literally four more days. We're both yeah, on the one okay. month like free right. trial. That's yeah. right. So I, I had had some Nike activity tracker that okay. now I, I didn't really like, like Nike it Run then. Club or something. It went went in the bottom of your shoe. It was I was no, I wasn't a runner. It was a wristband thing, oh, okay. and it gave you some kind of score. It had nothing to do with recovery. Um, and and I found Whoop, and as an engineer, I loved Whoop because it is. Data, data heavy, yeah. and I just love pouring through the data and looking at every little thing. So that that's what attracted me to it, and that's why I still love it now because I can really see everything and dig into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever? I don't want to say regret. Have you ever second guessed your subscription to Whoop? Also, are you just wearing like a standard band now? Do you have a 4.0 now? 3.0. Uh, I have a 4.0 now. Yeah. Um, I've never thought about getting rid of it um I, I i mean i use it all the time i've started cycling more i would say in the last two years um but i've been a competitive olympic weightlifter and it's been you know it's helped me with that as well with hrv um your heart rate variability heart rate variability yeah um so no i i mean i i've loved it the the journal feature is cool i think having it so long it's taught me some very oh, yeah. interesting things about recovery um and small things you can do to make big impacts. I think that's mm-hmm. what's really cool about Whoop. I think we all know if you don't drink, if you eat like a saint, and if you sleep 10 hours a night, y- you're going to perform really well. Yeah. But Who has time for who that? Who has time yeah. for that? I have a real job, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm not an Olympian that gets paid to be an athlete, right? right. I have a whole other life and all this other stuff. So I, right. I think Whoop has taught me a bunch of little tips and tricks um, that can help me recover better, and, and I think that's why I really like it. But they've taught you tips and trip tricks because of your experience and because you're able to go back and look at your diary and see how it compares to your performance and your recovery and all of that, right? Yeah. So the diary function uh, helps a lot, right? And I, I, I've never written a diary in my life. Yep. I don't like writing anything down. Um, but it's really just you're, you're clicking buttons. Right. And you're recording information every day. And you and can then, tailor it to what you want to be in your own it, Exactly. Yeah. So it's right. a bunch of mostly yes, no questions. You put some numbers in for stuff. And you can choose what you do and don't want to answer. Yeah. Um, and then they use their algorithms to say, hey, based on your daily strain, your daily recovery, when you said you did this or didn't do that or 
took a multivitamin or did this kind of thing, this is how it affected your recovery. So you can look back every week, every month and go, oh, okay, when I recorded that, I took a multivitamin and helped my recovery. Or like for me, when I recorded that I took an ice bath, my recovery was on average seven points higher. Wow. So I can see things like that and yeah. understand like, oh, okay, you know, over time, it's hard to look day to day and really figure that yeah. out. But when they give you the data, you can look at that and go, okay, yeah, that, uh, that that's a benefit a of you being a long time user, I guess, is that you have such a backlog of data yeah. to pull from and mm -hmm. see trends. Yeah, because that's the thing, John and I like, my trends are based off of what two and a half weeks. Like right. it's not really a long term. Right. Thing. And it's every that. day it's like, how late did you consume marijuana? And I'm it, like, eight p.m. Yeah, every fucking what? So what happens if you don't though? But that is interesting, right? Because like, what if you forget to like take your multivitamin or like take your fish oil or whatever? Like, yeah. So it's funny. So uh, one big thing I've learned about it, right, and we're we're sitting here having having a brewski while we're recording. Yeah. Um, but. At people who follow me on Strava and ride with me know I, I like having a beer after no, a ride. No, you don't. Never. I mean, I just some of the <laughs> coolest beer cans I've ride. ever seen in my life. I, I hunt them out and I find good ones. I, yeah. Props to all the graphic designers that oh, make those beer, beer cans. Beer cans look so cool. It, it's like the new age art. People put a lot yeah. of effort into it. But um, yeah. so but beer is about the worst thing you can have for recovery, right? Alcohol is a toxin. It hurts your body. Your body's constantly trying to flush it out. Um, so one thing I learned... Um, through whoop was not only how much you drink affects your recovery, but how, how long before you go to sleep, um, do you drink and how that affects your recovery? Just to be clear, we're advocating for day drinking, right? Is what this is about <laughs> to turn into. Going. <laughs> <laughs> I was slowly leading into it. But Finish drinking yes. by 5 p.m., but start at 10 a.m. Yeah, right? So your your body, right? Your, your liver, it takes time to process alcohol and get it out of your system. Um, while your liver is doing that, it's t essentially your heart is pumping blood to your liver, allowing your liver to process the alcohol. So if you have a drink and then go to sleep, your body is not really resting because your heart is it's pumping blood to your liver to process that alcohol, even though you're not awake. So the earlier you stop drinking, the better your recovery is the next Makes day. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll have one right after I'm done riding or, or two, right? Yeah. And I can have one or two, you know, in the late afternoon, early evening. And if I stop by six-ish, I find it doesn't have a huge effect on my recovery. But if I have one after dinner at 8, 8.30, it has a much bigger effect. Mm -hmm. gotcha. uh, and I'm saying like on the, the whoop recovery percentage, it can be 10 to 15 points That's on wow. average. Significant. It's, yeah. It really is <laughs> significant. So, you know, I mean, depending on when you get off the bike, that's when I'm going to have one. But say you're not biking that day and you're just having a drink with dinner, you might think want to think about having it before dinner, vice after dinner. And that difference in an hour or two can make a huge difference in your recovery score. Interesting. And it's, it's made a difference for me. Now that I know yeah. that, I can you know, change my behavior. I'm still going to have the beer or two, but yeah, hell yeah. I have it a couple hours earlier and it makes a big difference and I feel better the next day and I can, you know, it can train harder the next day. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, for me, the one thing, because again, this is coming from a two and a half week user, so I'm only going day to day. The one thing I've definitely noticed, recovery is better when I have melatonin. For sure. That's a personal thing. I know that that might change for other people, but melatonin sometimes I was like, with my dreams, man. Yeah, yeah. It, makes it my definitely dreams crazy. makes you have crazy dreams, but I've got my best recovery scores after having melatonin. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm, yeah. I, I take uh, I take magnesium before I sleep, which helps relax your nervous system, which mm -hmm. also helps you recover better. But that's another thing you can track yeah. and whoop. You know, did you take it or did you not? Oh, two things and, I don't take, and I can mm -hmm. use that. Yeah, start. yeah. Specifically, if if you've ever had anybody tell you you twitch in your sleep, I don't know if you guys have. No, so people uh, tell you that often. John's sad and alone, uh, so he wouldn't have anyone to tell him. Anyway. What the hell? Sorry, I'm married. I'm wearing a wedding ring. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm married. Maybe you don't. But my wife did tell her early on. She's like, right after you go to sleep, you twitch. And I started looking into it. And it's your nervous system that like can't relax. No, my wife and I sleep in separate rooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, so it's a long. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, magnesium is something that helps your nervous system recover and relax. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's just something I take. And no I, more twitching? No more twitching. Wow. No? Yeah, it, I used to. I actually used to like twitch myself awake sometimes. Really? Yeah. As I was like going to sleep, it that's like borderline night terror. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't night terrors, and it you was know? right. It was. I mean, my wife said it was right when I was going to sleep. Wow. And yeah. I like, I like hit the pillow and fall asleep. But um, I, I will yeah. say one thing that Whoop really seems to track well. Before we diverge into what other systems we've mm -hmm. used, they have a very good sleep 
breakdown in 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 their yes. app in, in their app in general if you mm-hmm. want to look at it like that from the computer science aspect like it's pretty user friendly i dig it I, in that sense i totally agree right again as an engineer i just give me every little bit of data i can get my hands on and you know whoop does all the analysis for you but i can at least see the data behind it and understand it yeah. um but yeah i love the breakdown between not only light and deep sleep, but slow wave and all the different things. And Whoop will tell you about what all those things do and how it affects your body. And yeah. it's really interesting. And I've definitely tried to like, whether it happens or not, I've thought of the recovery score and I've consciously tried to be like, even if I might not be going to sleep right away, like maybe I lay down a little bit earlier in bed in the chance that I go to sleep a tiny bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, So it's definitely changed a couple habits for me in the couple weeks that I've had it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely changed habits for me over the couple of years I've had it. And like I said, it hasn't radically changed my life. I think I know things I could do to make me a much superior athlete. You're consciously but, aware of it. But though, there now. are little things I can do within the constraints of having a job and riding yeah. a bike and doing other activities, the little things I can do to, to make a bigger change. I think Noah maybe mentioned it when we talked about Whoop because I asked him and Brian about it because at that time they were the only users I knew. But yeah, like it's good to know the numbers. Like you don't want it to drive your life and be like, I'm not going to enjoy beer ever because yeah. of Whoop. But it's good to know, like you said, you found out your constraints. You found out your your timetable for that and stuff. So it's, I guess it's on something, you know. Right, and sense, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, wake up and your recovery score is in the red, it doesn't mean you can't go on a bike ride. It no. just means, you know, you're not going to be... Maybe you should take it a little easier. You're not going to be operating at 100%. Maybe, I'm just throwing numbers out there, and maybe you'll be at 80%, which is yeah. still fine and yeah. still good enough to go for yeah. a ride. It just means you're not going to be, you know, at the top of your game. Yeah, and it might mean that your recovery the next day probably won't be in the green. Mm-hmm. Right. But like you can continue. It still it still shows you the pattern, even if it's a destructive pattern. It's showing you that you're continuing a destructive pattern. It's not, you know, that's the thing. Like it's still up to you as the user. It's what you do with this information. Mm-hmm. Right. And like even on a day like this morning, I woke up, my recovery was quite high. I want to say it was like 97 or something. That's really, I high. Didn't, that's really good. Yeah. I didn't decide to push it. Yeah. I decided to just like take it relatively easy. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean like if you see a 97, you need to go harder. If you see a five, yeah. you need to do nothing. But like it's just helps sort of inform what makes you ha- get a 97 or what makes you have a five in the morning. Absolutely. So to, to kind of relate it directly to cycling. Yeah. So if, if we're going on an IGER ride and I'm in a green the night before, you know, I will take it upon myself to sit in the front a little bit more, break some more wind, right? I'll spend some more time up there. If I'm in the yellow or in the red, I might spend a little bit more time back in the pack, that group. That's just kind of how it would, that's what it would do to me in terms of, I'm still going on the ride, but it just makes that little difference in in how I'm approaching the ride and what I'm doing that day. Yeah, and like, it can also, like, so we're basically talking about, we Adam, you sort of spoke about earlier, muscular versus, like, cardiovascular recovery, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, have you, have either of you experienced, and Cal, maybe more so because you've used it longer, but, like, have you experienced a high day in your recovery percentage but still been like, oh, my legs are trash? I'm right now, today, a little bit. I have a pretty yeah. high recovery score. It was, like, 84, which I brought it back up over the past couple of days. I'm just trying to sleep more, but, like, I could probably go out and ride a hard ride, but like right now when I'm touching my legs, I'm like, oh, they're a little bit tender from yesterday's ride. Like I don't feel a hundred percent. I wouldn't want to go out and knock out a hundred mile ride this yeah. minute, but right. my recovery score is really high because I didn't go super long and super hard yesterday. But sure. It's sure. first time riding my tarmac in a while, different seating position, whatever, something with the muscles that just like, are you switch your seat? Did you switch your saddle position? No, I just been riding oh. my mountain bike a lot gotcha. lately. More so, yeah. So something about it. My legs are a little more sore than they might normally be for only like an eighteen mile ride. But sure. my recovery score is really high. So yeah, nice. There's Harry. There's Harry. Um, uh, my I'm I'm pretty in line with my recovery score. Um, but the recovery score is your resting heart rate and your heart rate variability. Um, and HRV is the biggest one, right? They it, say they weight. It, it, they weight it more, and I think HRV is more of an indicator. So HRV is measuring your nervous system. Um, the variability in your heart rate has to do with the uh, synthetic and parasympathetic. You, you can go look all this up on your own. I can't explain it that well, but it has to do with how your nervous system is telling your body and your heart to pump blood out to you, um, which is coming from your muscles and your skeletal system. So the, the higher your HRV is, the less of a demand because it's more relaxed. 
So I, I notice how my body feels is more in line with what my HRV is than necessarily my total recovery score. And after having it for a long time, I know what my absolute high is. I know what a low is, an average. Um, and, and it tends to be pretty in line with that. Um, and, and I mean, we were talking earlier based on recovery, there are things I can do, you know, stretching in the ice bath that will make muscles feel okay or not okay. Yeah. And that's, it can also be different than actually getting on the bike. And after you're riding for an hour, how do you feel? Yeah. I've definitely started taking, especially after a hard workout, I don't have an ice bath, but I've taken colder showers immediately after a workout. I've tried that recently. That helps a little bit too. It does help. I'll, I'll say the ice bath is not as uh, painful or discomforting as the shower and maybe it's just because you're sitting and you're sitting still but yeah i i know people do that you and ease I've yourself tried it. into you it. Ease yourself <laughs> into it and you sit and you sit really very still when you're getting sprayed with cold water it's standing there miserably just like yeah, yeah. every shower like ice cold and you know there's always like 10 seconds of mm -hmm. contemplation and in, in convincing myself that this is good for me when it goes from you know relatively warm to yeah. cold and, and to be an engineer right getting sprayed with water that's moving off you and moving away you're not getting the same oh, sure. heat transfer as sitting, as sitting in a full Absolutely. bath of it when you so get that little it, insulation layer of where it's a little bit of a warmer temperature yeah, right I, here. yeah. I, I mean the, uh, there's obviously benefits from a cold shower but sitting oh, sure. in a bath in a full tub the the heat sink is a much greater effect and it's yeah. sucking more heat out of you it's making your body respond to the cold better forcing blood out into your capillaries all the good stuff sure wim hof are you familiar I am. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. Could do um, a whole podcast just on the Wim Hof method. He's crazy. But he's the reason why I take cold showers. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's the reason why I take ice baths. I, yeah. If you look into the stuff he does, that is Adam, absolutely are you familiar wild. at all? I'm not. With a little no. homework. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Two, two words. <laughs> that's his name. W-I-M space H-O-F. And he's a super interesting guy. And he like walks mm. around barefoot in the snow, 18 inches of snow, and like has no problem with the it. The ultimate ice bath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. crazy. But- no, I mean it, it. I mean, I think it does two things. The ice bath is obviously lowers inflation, uh, inflammation. Sorry, yep. in your joints and everything. And then I wish it would lower inflammation. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be nice right now. Um, and then in your muscles, right? The cold water it forces blood out into all your muscles, which helps circulate the lactic acid out without yep. actually exercising them. But yeah. Um. So, Adam, are you still using a Garmin at all to track your recovery right now? But no, right? Mine never really was a recovery tracker. Gotcha. It's more just, um, I guess, projecting on what the newer Garmin's do from what I have gathered and people I know versus what Whoop does. And yeah. they seem to do similar things. I can't give you a comparison direct to direct, but it's pretty much the way I look at it as, do you want the subscription or do you want the all-out purchase price? Right. Garmin does come with some other features. And this is maybe where I'm a little bit biased because I got my Garmin when I was hiking and... If you want just a, there's, there's one of the pros and cons I've waited. I made a list of pros and cons of whoop when I was in my notes and a pro and a con I wrote was that it has no screen. It's, it's both a pro and, it a, con a, pro and a con. Yeah. Con. I yeah. really, it would be, so you should just I have, have a little screen that shows like the time, time. or something. Yeah. So I have a watch on, right? I, yeah. And I surf too. So I have the tides and everything yeah. on here, which is nice, but I would love if I just had the time. Someone's like, the what reason, time is it? I'm like, so the the reason they don't do it is a little battery? LED screen like that would kill the battery. Yeah, very the battery fast. life yeah. is great. The battery life's fantastic. It's yeah. five. I, I get normally five ish days out of it. And from what I've read from Whoop, they've said a, a, a clock would cut that in half, yeah. if not more. It, it, yeah, I believe the it. one thing I will say that it's a pro is it's not distracting. If you want to look at it in that perspective, if you're yeah. only wearing it, it's not distracting. Right. It's just a thing. It lives on you. It's whatever. Um, but a clock and like a heart rate right next to it would be yeah. very nice mid ride. No, this know? is this is my like slight bias of knowing it. Garmin's battery life is insane. I mean, it's yeah. a clunkier device. But if you're just in standby mode and you're not tracking activities, this is my Phoenix Five X I've had for five years this December. I'll still get two and a half weeks right. on a standby mode. But like you said, it, it's yeah. two or three times bigger. It's a lot bigger. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's uncomfortable, but it's not nearly as comfortable as Whoop, and that's one thing I will give this 100%. Right. Yeah. Whoop is forgettable. Whoop yes. is forgettable. And and I will say, so I've had three of them now. I had the, the two, the three, and now the four. The yeah. four is volume-wise, uh, I think two-thirds or almost half of the three, but oh, they wow. maintain the same battery It's, it's like barely a wristband. It's it just is. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they could make it bigger and make it last longer, but one of the things they were going for was making it more forgettable, making it smaller. Yeah. Like I... 
you know, I have to wear yeah. a button down shirt at work and I can just snap a sleeve right over it. And no I don't problem. Even that's definitely a thing with the yeah. Garmin. Yeah. That you have yeah. to get over it. And, mm-hmm. and then the pro I would look at too is if I'm coming from hiking, I wanted a standalone GPS, which is why sure. I got Garmin. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I can literally have an entire, I've gone over 24 hours of GPS activity tracking with my Garmin out in the woods and it's bailed me out a couple times, honestly, with trails when you really? get a little bit off and you're into more bushwhacking stuff. Yeah. So like from that perspective, I guess it would be dependent on what you're looking for. If you don't care about that stuff and you're just doing cycling, running, you have your phone on you. Yeah, I can see Whoop being awesome, man. You get the free hardware updates. It, it, yeah. So I, I think if you're if you plan on using it for a long time, I think that's what's nice about Whoop is that when they come out with some fancy new thing, right? You're just paying your monthly price yeah. and you just get it. They ship. You don't have to do. I'm trying to think. Well, I, I did have to. One. I did have to go in and say I wanted the new one, um, but it was quick and easy. And then they just shipped me the yeah. new one. You don't have to return the old one. If um, if you can get somebody else to use it, they'll give you credits and like yeah. free months. So if you can, you know, yeah. span whoop, they'll do it that way. But no, they don't even make you send your old one back. Mine's still sitting on my desk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is a nice thing. In in Garmin's probably more expensive if you extrapolate out how long you're going to have it versus at this point. Like I paid six hundred dollars for my Phoenix Five X five years ago. I've got my money's worth out of it. For I sure. still wear it. Uh, the new Phoenix Seven uh, X with the Sapphire and the Solar, which mine was the Sapphire and no Solar at that. What point. What is Sapphire? Mean? It's their screen. It's their like impact oh, resistance. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So for hiking, I've like hit it off rocks and it's totally fine and yeah. stuff. Um, like that's nine hundred plus dollars now. Wow. So you got to figure if you buy that, you got to say that to make it equal to whoop, I'm going to have that for five years or something, six right. years, and and right. before I buy a new one to make that price kind of work out in your favor. Uh, and the so is that you said solar? Does it totally charge itself, or do you still have to plug? I it believe in it will charge if it's not on, but it's more of a battery extender versus anything. Right. Right. Um, it, it, it's it's not enough to keep it going entirely you would still plug it in his normal watch right so i think one of the other nice things about whoop is that it has a battery that clips on That's you don't nice. have to take it off right um and the, with the 4.0 the the battery itself is waterproof yeah. so the battery used to not be waterproof on oh, the three really? and now it is waterproof yeah. so you can really just throw it on whenever and do whatever but i mean i obviously in the shower surfing i've taken this thing everywhere and have yeah. had a, a do you ever take it off it. no 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 i just I only because I'm on the trial, I take it off when I shower because I'm like, I don't want to break this thing if I'm going to send it back maybe in a week or two. I, uh, I yeah. shower, I fish a lot, I get fish guts in it, it washes yeah. right out. Like I just never, yeah. I never take it off. Yeah, I only take it off to shower, but I never, because I just never thought to continue to wear it in the shower. Yeah, but that was something where there was a period where I take my garment off now, but I was wearing it like 24 yeah. 7 in everything and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the new one to watch too, which I guess we don't have data because it's not really available commercially yet is the new apple watch ultra they're trying yeah. to get into the game with it mm. yeah but they still didn't add the same type of sensors that whoop has no no and so to me that was the big difference so like i was previously using this app called athletic a-t-h-l-y-t-i-c you know some awful 2022 <sighs> app name where they put a y in the middle somewhere you know um and it was it was supposed to track recovery much like a whoop the numbers that I would get on my athletic app are drastically different than the numbers from whoop in terms of specifically my HRV. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking 50 to a hundred points different. Oh, and wow. it, that's a lot. And so that <laughs> is because of the sensors that the Apple watch has. now the Apple watch ultra is slightly updating the sensors. I wear an Apple watch six now, which I think is slightly out of date. They might've been on like, the seven or the eight. I think the eight is like, I think the ultra is like a version of the eight. It's the upgraded eight. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, and it's like more crash resistant, right? They, mm-hmm. I think they do make one that like you could smash on a rock and like it wouldn't break. Yeah. That's part of like this higher price tag, but still to me, it doesn't seem to have the sensors. So I'm not quick to turn in my slightly older watch to get an eight and ditch the whoop. I no. think I'm going to stick with the whoop. I think. I think that's probably for you. That's probably the best play. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't looked. I've looked at the Apple Watch recovery stuff a little bit, and yeah. it, it seems a little similar to Whoop, but I, I haven't been in that impressed with it. And like I said, being a, a an engineering data type, yeah, the amount the of stuff, stuff native you to can, Apple falls so short. The third party apps like Athletic 
still fall short, and they're third party apps. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it really like isn't. It's just not the best, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I will say, right, Whoop, um, they do. There are a lot of professional athletes across yep. all sports. The yep. big four, as well as endurance, triathletes, cyclists, runners that use I it. I guess. And how did you get into it? That's a good. And swear by it. Um, how did I get into it? That's a really good question. I'd have to think back. I, Whoop used to. Um, used to market really heavy on a lot of podcasts. And that's when oh, okay. I might have, because I was looking for activity, just activity trackers. And I was looking at everything on the market and I had seen them. Yeah. And when I looked at it all, I said, all right, let's go with this one. It seems to, like I said, provide the most data, which is what I was looking for. Um, and I think that's how I eventually picked it and stuck it, yeah. stuck with it. There are some other brands. Have you guys heard of the Aura Ring? I have. Like basically, I haven't looked into it too much, but I've heard of it. more sleep focused, I guess. Um, it, you wear it like a ring, mm. as if you, if you couldn't guess based on the name. Um, but they're sort of trying to go more in the recovery route, even though it was like uh, I think originally for sleep tracking specifically, mm-hmm. which the Whoop does a great job of just sleep tracking itself. You know, so right it does do a great yeah. job. Um, I mean, I, I I got married about a year ago, and before then, I'd never worn any jewelry, so that probably would have told me I don't want to wear right a ring. Vice the Whoop band, which is more like a watch, was more yeah. I think why. Uh, Aura Ring wasn't around when I got the Whoop, but I think I probably would have looked at that before wearing a wedding band and said, I, I don't like wearing rings. I don't want to wear one. That's funny. because now, I, I, now it just sits on it. I just got engaged it, and I was talking to my fiance about that. I'm like, I don't know if I can wear a ring. I've never worn one before. I'm like, maybe I'll wear it as a necklace. Like, I don't know. Well, like, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Two days later, I totally yeah. forgot about it. Not, not, no, I was marriage. marriage. Yeah. Forgot that the thing was hanging off my finger. It doesn't bother me at all. You're gonna cut that part out, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it that. I'll just bleep that part. That's that's <laughs> funny. It's all right. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I'm the same. Like, did I? I probably didn't. No, like, I would. Uh, I'm a man that paints his nails, so I would probably. I I owned rings before I owned a wedding ring, mm-hmm. but I wear a wedding ring much more consistently. But still, I forget it. I forget yeah. it. Like. I forget it more than I forget my whoop. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'd be yeah. curious. I mean, I, I think I had somebody do a really good job at sizing it so that it's comfortable yeah. and it's smaller than I would have thought. I'd be yeah. a little more. Do you wear it while riding? Yeah. Oh, see, I do not. Oh, I never take it off. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, it's smaller than what I would have put on, and they taught me how to take it on and off. I was afraid it was going to get stuck. But yeah. um, I would be, I guess, concerned just buying a quote-unquote ring size online and just hoping it fit right. Yep. Yeah, that's a way more particular than an adjustable, like a watch or yeah, something. Yeah, well, like the watch that. you yeah. can adjust, but that aura ring, it comes and that's the one size yep. you got. And I mean, the differences between ring sizes and all the half sizes is very oh, yeah. minute. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I put on, you know, one size, a half size bigger, a half size smaller. I kept jumping around until we found the right one. So yeah. I'd be, I mean, if you know what your size is, you, you're probably good, but. I would be a little I, concerned. I definitely about have that. a harder time getting behind the ring versus like a, a wrist wearable. And and Whoop has like the armbands and other accessories if you want to wear it on different oh, yeah, parts of your body. Ask, I guess, have too. you ever yeah. messed with any of those? No, I've looked at them all. Um, I've thought about like the the bicep band, right? Just not having to have it on your wrist. But um, no, I've just left it there all the time. Because like we're so we're talking, we're wearing them around our wrist, but the Whoop itself is just its its own little unit with the sensors and it can come out of this band and be clipped into underwear uh like you said wristbands there's a heart rate style monitor that goes around the chest, I think like a, chest there's strap. A, a chest strap uh, a bicep strapped um bras. and then bras like boxer briefs yeah. they've uh clothing now that you can put them in and it'll yeah. it'll take the reading right mm-hmm. which is pretty cool yeah um will i mess with any of those probably not i don't mind wearing the band you know no and as long as it's accurate enough if they were to tell me even if they were to tell me that like wearing it around my chest would make it twenty percent more accurate, I don't. I still don't think I'd do that all day the time. in and day out. That's a little more difficult. Oh. Like when I'm on a ride, I forget about the chest thing, but you're also worrying about you know staying up with the group, yeah, <laughs> versus right. the chest strap. Right. So yeah. Right. So I, and I think about that right when you when you have a whoop and you look at your resting heart rate and your 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 resting heart rate and your heart rate variability. Um, it's all about you, right? It's not to have a competition to say, I have a better heart resting. It's not about that. It's about knowing what your baseline is and knowing, you know, how things change up and down from that. So you might get a, a little better read on what your true heart rate is when you're getting it from your chest. But But if if it's it's on your wrist, if it's all all proportional all the time, I think you're still getting the same use out of it. Is it more? Is it less? And that's, that's really what you need to know, to know, you know, what's going on with your body. 
So using it for two years greatly outweighs using it for two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think, did Whoop tell you like you you have to wait a month for the data to be a little more reliable? Uh, Like your recovery scores? Like it was grayed out for a few days. I have recovery Mm -hmm. scores now. I have the sleep coach, which I got to say, I already went to, they had a little webinar of like how to use your Whoop. I attended it. They have like good coaching and stuff. I will say they definitely have a good, um, uh, presence in yeah. there so their marketing is good their ui is sleek yeah they're, so um, their podcast i listen to i listen to every episode that comes out some is just interviewing a professional athlete it's interesting to hear how they use it some of it is interviewing real doctors and real scientists that have published papers on this stuff that are explaining wow. to you how it all works yeah that is again as the engineer as data nerd i like hearing yeah. A doctor be like, we did these studies and the, right. and just go in depth about it. It's yeah. really interesting. So there's some stuff that was unlocked like that. Like the first few days, it's just it's gathering data. So your recovery scores, while they give you a score, it's grayed out because it's mm-hmm. just they try to tell you it's meaningless. Uh, but then when you go into it now, you have green, yellow, red. You have sleep coach stuff. Mm-hmm. You unlock like I've unlocked the haptic alarm now and stuff, which is a nice upgrade from the four that I guess the three didn't have. The uh, right. haptic yep. alarm is cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Um, Fuck, what the fuck was I just going to say? I opened the app and I totally forgot. What were you just saying? Haptic alarm, whoop, 4.0. Nah, damn it. Wow. Recovery score grayed out. Oh, yes. No. So there's one thing that's still grayed out for me. And it is um, complete to begin your, to complete the begin your whoop journey, you need to have a 14 nights of sleep to unlock your monthly progress. Before that, there were certain things that like would and wouldn't unlock like yeah like adam said you needed four nights before your sleep performance could be analyzed and then you're like your first week in review um like there's different like checkpoints to quote unquote begin your whoop journey and yeah that's the last one i like the haptic alarm um a thing that i still wear my watch for is uh an app called sleep cycle which is really good at gauging what type what type of sleep that you're in and waking you up at the right time so if you want to wake up by five o'clock it gives you like a half hour window before that alarm. And based on what type of sleep that you're in, it catches you at, in your light, light sleep. I think in Whoop order does to that too, up. right? The 4.0? I, I'm not sure it might. I've never played I'm, around with that. I'm pretty um, sure it does because like I said that I wanted to just perform, which is 85% or whatever yep. they say. Mm-hmm. And it said, I set my max alarm is cover your ears, 4.30 for my latest wake up time. Yep. And they're like, oh, we'll wake you up between 3.30 oh, and 4.30 when oh, you've okay. hit 85%. Uh, okay. You need to be connected to your phone though. So you need to make sure that this and your phone battery lasts during the night because if yeah. not, it says it will default back to just the normal, your latest time haptic alarm, which would be 4.30 for me. Yeah, I don't like a hard alarm. I like a soft alarm time so that it's because it's yeah. like eases you into it. Well, that being said, woken up deep sleep is no good. I've never been woken up before my end alarm time at 85% score, which is what I have it generally set to just to get I've been messing around with it. You know, it's a trial. I've been messing around with it. That's a sleep coach thing you're talking about. You can say you want to just get by, you want to perform or you want to peak and it'll Mm -hmm. tell you how long you should sleep based on what you want to do the next day. If you want to peak, we should already be asleep for tomorrow. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? I think there's probably a lot more that we could talk about, but um, I don't know. I think we covered a good amount of it just based on our experience and like why we think recovery is important and yeah, maybe how to recover yeah. if you've never done it before. Maybe a parting note that I'll say because I'm still like, do I keep whoop? Do I not? I'm yeah. undecided, but I will say if you can get the deal <clears throat> where you get someone to refer you and you get the free month trial for the shipping cost of $8, absolutely, I would try it again. Like, I'm very much enjoying the data. Uh, I will make my determination in a week or two, but yeah. I would go for that trial all day long for eight dollars shipping. Yeah, I think I can give people referral codes. So if anybody, yeah, we interested, all have them, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, it should be the same. So if I'd you want to get your boy to, another month, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. <laughs> if that's how it works, I'll give you guys a code. Um, but yeah, and if anybody have any questions, um, I'd be more than happy to answer them. I've, like I said, I've had it for three-ish years now, and yeah, um, I love it, and I can tell you all the the good stuff and some bad stuff about it, but. Most and we have a good. we have a team we have a club thing. Yes, we do. Whoop. And I got your message on it, so that mm-hmm. also works in the app. Yeah. Wow. Whoop has messaging. Strava doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Step it up, Strava. And I gotta say, I took my referral code because before you guys did it, I got it a few days earlier. So I took mine from Phil Guyman. So shout out to Phil if you want to. Oh uh, my god. Bleep if you want to come meet me again, you know, this. we met one time in California, so I'm sure you remember. Me. <laughs> just another. We need another. Just another podcast of name drop the Cookie Monster himself. <laughs> Um, no, but that ride that you did with him seemed really cool. 
he was a pretty cool dude. Yeah, it seemed really cool. We chatted about normal people things. He was pretty cool. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, that's that sounds like a great experience. Yeah. Um all right, yeah. This was a lot of fun. Maybe let's do um let's do a follow-up in about six months. Maybe we can get a couple other Whoop members and we have uh, six months worth of data of a, a winter of U2 riding Zwift. No, I think that'd be great because you are so far ahead, Cal, in yeah. your whoop journey that I think it'd be great to see how people compare whether I stick with it or I don't. If you right. stick with it, I Maybe think it's a good uses Cal's code and yeah. jumps on now. <laughs> yeah. They can come on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. But yeah, no, it's I, I would agree. We should definitely do it in six months. I think if if you use the journal and it's not journaling, it's just it's clicking nah, yes or it's no. It's checkboxing, it's saying it literally I took fish takes oil. me thirty seconds yeah. to do in the morning. Stressful it's day, so yes easy. or no. It's it's easy stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have a dog in the room when you slept, which I have, which is yes, every That's, single night. It's it's unbelievable <laughs> when you look at your monthly assessment, what it tells you for pluses and minuses of how it affects your recovery. I can't wait score. to see that. It's, I'm very it's very excited interesting. To see that. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And even we have like people that we ride with all the time. Like you mentioned Noah and Brian, they like, they use one all the time. It'd be great to get other people's perspective. Some other people that are in, yeah. in the, in I think the Brian's been on it for a year and Noah's probably similar or more. I, I, would I think. don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think it's very interesting. And I think recovery, if and it, right, it all depends on what type of riding you're trying to do, but like, you don't even need to be like someone that rides as much as me or rides as much as like, any anyone that's interested in riding to like for your recovery to be important i don't think like uh you maybe someone that isn't working out all the time it doesn't make sense for them to own a whoop but i still think it's like valuable information um it's definitely an it's definitely a very athlete focused device like for sure for sure like you gotta i think you gotta mentally say like i'm committing to try to be the best form of myself or perform better to have a whoop it it might fall short on someone who just wants i don't think people who don't like bikes are listening to this podcast no no exactly it'd be weird if if you don't if you hate cyclists and you listen to this podcast send me an email this is just (laughs) (laughs) it's just a hill.com send me an email we'll send you you a free hat (laughs) yeah i'll send you a free hat and a free t-shirt send me an email and you have to convince me that you hate cyclists, but you still listen to like an hour and 15 minutes into a podcast about from some recovery. random dudes in Rhode Island. Yeah. The, yeah. the only caveat I'll add to that is, you know, I think we all bike a lot and we're pretty active, but yeah. e- even if you're not as active as we are, if you're still just trying to be better and improve yeah. your health, yeah. it right. still can, I think it's all about that improvement. You. Yeah. You're saying yeah. it's Absolutely. a root cause. If Absolutely. you just want to say, I want to track some metrics, but I'm not going to do anything with it. Well then, yeah, maybe right. it'll fall short. Right. Like then go right. some other route. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm using this data to aggregate this data to say I want to see what I can tweak in my life to make myself better. So yeah, really so, funny to have a whoop yeah. and never look, like <laughs> yeah. never look at it. Really, I just yeah. pay the subscription. Huh. Whatever, ninety-seven percent. What does that mean? I mean okay. That in my world yeah. of Warcraft, you know, they just go out the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still paying for cable? Are you still paying for your whoop? It's like uh, some shitty ad on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, thank you guys both very much. I think that was a great episode, and uh, yeah, catch you on the next one. Bye. Later. See ya. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. Very challenging work.